the idea is that uh, the life is a choice and uh, every day uh, we make this choice to like create our life and uh, our life is actually in our hands This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018, to 2019 for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 155 people participated in this project for Ukraine. From the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine, but not only them, this project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel at Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, Germany, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people, and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So, let's begin. My guest today is Zoriana Parubets. Zoriana is a French philology student at the Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. She loves learning languages, exploring new things, gaining new experiences and knowledge. Although she really enjoys communicating with people, she considers herself an introvert 
every day. She works hard to improve herself and to make the world a little bit better. Zoriana, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor to me. It's going to be really wonderful. And did you know Zoriana, I think, is the name of a star? Uh, yes, it, it kind of is. Uh, in fact, my parents just uh, gave me this name because they liked how uh, the meaning of it. So, yeah, Zoriana. So really, if they did that, often I believe this and I notice actually that the name leads to the personality of the person like some guy is called greg zen and that's not a fake name like his last name is zen and he loves meditation very much or chris perceptions who i interviewed for another podcast and he's a poet and a thinker and his last name is perceptions so zoriana do you look often for the deeper meaning in things in life did it translate in this way that you are a girl who is more enamored, not by the surface of things, but you enjoy to go deeper. Uh, yes, in fact, I always try to find uh, the, hide, uh, the hidden meaning in the uh, things that are around me. And I think it is really interesting to like uh, see the connection between different things and the things that they convey, I would say, it is, uh, it is really interesting for me. For me too. Actually, my brain is really different and that anything I learn or read or discover, my brain connects it with everything I know that is related. So I'm always getting Eureka moments all the time. And this is supposed to be unusual, although I thought it's normal. So to me, I also would say, that connections, whether with people, that intimate connection, or between topics and subjects and things, to me is really, really important. And since you said you like the deeper meaning of things, are you more of a spiritual, metaphysical kind of person? Or is that not translated in a spiritual way? Mm, I don't think that I'm that kind of person. But in fact, I just... Uh... I like uh, reflecting <laughs> about different stuff. Uh, just I like uh, thinking about everything around me, and uh, it. Uh, I just I don't know. It just uh, it is essential to me to see uh, these things that surround me, to reflect about them, to see this meaning that. Uh, they want, maybe they want uh, to say to me. <laughs> I don't know how to explain no, it. it. I like I just, that. I just. I like it. it. Yes, yes. You know, the Greek, they called that poesis or metapoesis. And it's, uh, they call those moods that the mood that things give you or in their situation, it was the various gods they give you the mood that inspire you to do something and that moment of inspiration by the muse etc is you living a poetic moment and poetry is a way of that poesis but not anything so when you said things want to convey a meaning 
the old Greek mythology, they agree with you, and they called that when things give you meaning or inspire you actions or moods, they called it poises. So to you, if you were to share as a context, what is the story that created the Zoriana of today? Like some moments that really changed the trajectory of your life or shaped your personality that maybe you can share so that I understand who you are even better. Uh, So I think that the main thing, not think, I would say, uh, the main point that changed all my personality that was changing me uh, like every second of my life is people. I think people are really important in our lives and they uh, really impact us. So uh, when you meet a person, it uh, some uh, this person uh, she somehow impacts you, and you can just share your experiences, knowledge, and uh, everything. And uh, this way, you somehow you may change your mind, you may uh, change some of your preconceptions, maybe, and just. Uh, think twice about uh, different stuff. And yeah, I think people changed me the most and uh, it is uh, it was really important for me to meet uh, great people in my life. And some of them, uh, they, uh, they are still with me. Some of them just were some periods of my life that, uh, and I took everything I could from this experience so yeah meeting new people is <laughs> great i love that and i love that you said a person and then later you said she which is grammatically perfect not he or they although i use they because it's a gender neutral world but i love that that's really great grammar so if i understood you correctly it's people meeting not any kind of people but the people who are like you called great people or they are meaningful in your life and through communication exchange of information backgrounds energy you can learn more from their perspective you can change your mind about some things you can evolve and there have been people in your life whether they were momentarily there they have impacted you and gone or they stayed with you throughout the time until now. It's all people who are being, are like the power or the force that shaped who you are through what they think, what they believe, their backgrounds, and their new and different perspectives. Did I understand correctly? Uh, in fact, I don't think that uh, it depends on just uh, great people, if we say so. It just can be any person. Uh, in our life, uh, every person I consider uh, people just like uh, experience, and uh, you can uh, you can consider it as uh, a pleasant experience, as unpleasant experience. It depends on the person, and uh, you just try to take everything you can from this experience. Again, uh, I mean, acquire uh, this knowledge and uh, to use it somehow to rethink like your ideas, maybe change your mind, maybe not. Uh, it just, 
it leads us to thinking and overthinking maybe, <laughs> but uh, it it just changes us somehow. I love that. So what I heard for you people of any kind, there are experiences, you experience them, and often they cause you to think or to overthink, maybe sometimes to change your mind or not, but it's always an experience that impacts your thought in a way, and often you learn from it and evolve. Did I understand correctly? Yes, that's it. And to understand you even better, you mentioned thinking, overthinking, even the deep thinking often. So to you, you said it's very important as well. Are you a girl who often worries and overthinks? Or are you more thinking about deeper thoughts rather than worrying about what could go wrong or what could be imperfect? Uh, of course, <laughs> I am a person who often overthinks, but uh, it happens, you know, <laughs> it's just uh, life forces me to do that. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, I try to uh, deal with it. I try to change it. And uh, I think this is the thing that I want to improve in myself. Uh, I want to try to concentrate more on uh, the important things in my life and not to worry about uh, these little things, little troubles. And uh, yeah. I like it. So if there is anything you'd improve in your life is to not overthink, to not worry about little things, correct? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> there are actually lots of different things that I want to change in me. Not like change, just improve, because changing yourself is, uh, it is really hard. And uh, changing is not that efficient, because you can change yourself in a worse way, but improving yourself, this is the uh, thing that <laughs> I want to do. I love that. It reminds me of Tony Robbins, that change is automatic. But progress is not, because there is a big difference between change and progress, or as you said, between change and improving. Yeah. Well, to think about a time, or what do you do when you really want to not overthink, you want to feel really alive, to connect with your happy, happy place, something, maybe a passion, a hobby, an activity that you really love. Uh, so uh, when I start worrying too much, I just, I try to concentrate on uh, good thoughts, if I can say so, if I have them, I just try to find something good in my life because there is always something good, even, even if uh, the times are really hard, but there is always a person, a moment, uh, just uh, something that can make you happy or just, uh, you know, just feel better. So I try to find this little thing that will uh, make my mood better and to then just distract myself, distract from bad thoughts and uh, do something I love. Thank you.
So what I heard, and please correct me if this is wrong, so to you, when you are overthinking or you have some negative thoughts or your mood isn't good, you go to gratitude, basically, where you notice some people or things or small parts of your life or events that are happy. You distract yourself from the negative thoughts by focusing on that, and that picks your mood up. Did I understand correctly? Yes. Now I have to know deeper because since you're a deep thinker, what is your metaphor for our life as humans? Do you have such a thing where you think maybe life is a journey, life is a mountain climbing, uh, life is sitting and watching a river? I don't know what metaphor comes to you, but as a thinker, often... It seems to me you might think of some unusual imagery that represents your life or the human life in general. In fact, for me, life is uh, an experience. Uh, it really is for me because uh, we uh, came here to like maybe find ourselves. Uh, it is. It depends on every person and. Uh, uh, everyone, uh, every person just tries to find uh, her place in this world. And I think that's it. We just try to, maybe there is no such thing even, but we just, the point is in searching, uh, because uh, this search, it is improvement, uh, I think. It is just changing the situation. It is the progress. I love it. We're going philosophical. I'll tease you a little bit. So I'll say life is nihilistic. <laughs> there is no meaning <laughs> or nothing, but you choose to perceive this chaos of life as an experience. And that even though there could be no meaning, the search for meaning as logotherapy or Viktor Frankl or just the assuming that we're trying to find our place and searching for our place in life is the change of circumstances, is the movement, and is what keeps life interesting because life is change and movement and not much more, but it's about experiencing. Did I understand you philosophically correctly? Yes, totally. I love that. So then I have to ask you, because if life is experience, well, maybe it's answered, but I will take it deeper. The people who say, well, we need meaning in life. We need things like um, to think that life is structured, not chaotic, to have something that tells us what life is all about. Then we will be motivated because we feel we have meaning that whatever you think will be meaningless and therefore often you will be waking up thinking oh, what do I do in my day well there is no meaning so why should I do anything what is your answer to those people uh, in fact uh, I don't know I don't try to find uh, the specific uh, aim in my life or like I have some goals I have uh, the things to work on uh, but uh, I think it just depends on the person. If uh, if a person wants something to 
uh, something that will lead uh, her, but then she can try to find it. And I think she will manage somehow because it is easy to concentrate on some things uh, that are important for you. But for me, it's just, uh, I don't consider it like uh, some global aim in my life. It just, uh, I don't know how to explain it even. <laughs> it's just uh, the thing that uh, leads me. Tell me more. That's really interesting and very unique. So tell me more about that. Uh, so, in fact, I I never tried to find a global uh, like goal in my life. I just tried to live in this very moment to experience all uh, everything that is around me and not to like concentrate on the past and future. I just tried to experience the present i love that i really love it so i will make an assumption but are you a girl who really feels emotions deeply you feel sensations powerfully and when there is an emotion it's like a wave that moves through you to the deepest part of you because when you speak in this way about being in the present that life is experience that is a very kinesthetic way of being and the people who are more visual but less kinesthetic they live more in the future while people who are more auditory and less kinesthetic they live more in the past but now i understand even deeper what you mean with experience but i will let you explain more did you like did i explain what i said well and what is your comment on it uh, so actually i am uh, <laughs> in fact you said uh, something about uh, like emotions and i can say that i am uh, an emotional person and of course i can miss the past or like uh, dream about the future but you know uh, overthinking about the past it is not a good thing for me because it just it's for me like some kind of uh, degradation maybe because uh, it is the past you can't change it and uh, you can create your future you can change the present but not the past yes so did you have moments in your life where you have thought too much about the past and then there was an awakening where you thought no no more i don't want this anymore and i choose to be more present for my own sanity and mental well-being can you speak about that yes of course i have some periods in my life and even maybe some uh, time ago not uh, I think uh, that these periods, they, uh, they also are essential for me because uh, it just, I needed this time to overthink uh, my ideas, uh, my mindset. <laughs> and 
everything that happens it just uh, i i need to i needed to understand it better and maybe uh, to find my mistakes find a way to avoid them in the future and this is why i think about the past to like learn a lesson thank you so if i understood you correctly you value the experience of life all of it including the periods when you're overthinking because they're essential as long as you don't get stuck in them and when you overthink about the past you can extract the lessons understand your life experience even better so that you can progress and improve as a person but to stay there forever or for too long isn't healthy so it's part of the journey but shouldn't be the whole journey did i understand correctly uh, yes it is and i think the point is not to get stuck in the past and to like to try to uh, just uh, learn uh, the things about it and not to like um, concentrate on it thank you this is wonderful and do you like literature uh, yes of course i like but uh, i have uh, i have some troubles with concentrating when i'm reading so it may be hard for me <laughs> but i do I love books great well if you had to choose between music books tv and series which ones would be your favorite or would you give a more experiential answer and say i love to live life <laughs> not to read or watch about it uh, in fact i think uh, i would say now that i would choose books because uh, the books are like they are the knowledge and the knowledge is really valuable for me and uh, this is why i would choose them because i just i like learning new stuff i like exploring new culture like broaden my horizons and yeah that's the reason i love that but exploring new cultures broadening your horizons how is that related to meeting new people is it similar experience just on a larger scale maybe each book is similar to one person or how is it different uh in fact i think uh, that meeting people it's not uh, the same as reading books because books they are often concentrated on some subject and uh, a person it is something really unique uh it uh, every person has its own uh, has her own <laughs> um life experience and just uh mindset and exchanging your ideas your thoughts with different people uh it is uh, what interests me the most about meeting people i like it and when that process of exchanging ideas is going perfectly and smoothly how would you describe it how does it happen 
when you're exchanging ideas with a person and it's so interesting and maybe it causes you to think how is that process uh i don't know how to call it just like the connection between people when you feel each other i like it so when you're connected with this person when you feel each other then you're exchanging ideas and you're thinking and maybe you're changing your perspective or not but something is happening at a deeper level did i understand correctly yes but of course it all uh, comes from the communication just like talking and yes. then then when you uh, connect somehow through the communication you can uh, exchange your experience well then i'll test your subcommunication rather than communication and you as an experiential person when you walk around people do you catch their energy like if someone is walking around and they're feeling negative does that energy come to you or someone who has great energy and you feel great as well or do you have some kind of wall that keeps you in your introverted shell <laughs> pushing away people's energies and uh, how does that work for you uh, so sometimes i do feel people's energy and uh, i don't think that it happens really often just uh, because uh, people can be somehow like neutral uh, but uh, uh, feeling people is more about like uh, really expressive people when they really uh, when they express their emotion their uh, state of mind <laughs> really uh, like good uh, then we can feel them i can feel them <laughs> but uh, in fact i don't really think that uh, it has to make a big impact on you because uh, sometimes uh, the vibe of the person can be not that uh, good i would say so it's uh, important to uh, stay a little bit away of it to be like uh, ready to put it away i would i don't know thank you so most people are neutral if i understood you correctly some people are highly expressive and you can feel that maybe you feel their passion and some people can have some negative vibe and with those people you put it away correct uh, so i just uh, i don't know i um, i don't try to say that people can have bad vibes but it's just uh, it, it can be a bad mood, a bad day just, uh, and uh, a person is not in the mood. So <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. It can affect you, but uh, <clears throat> it's better not to receive this impact. Yes. And are you an expressive girl? I would say not really. I'm expressive only with uh, the closest people, like with my friends or family. But in general, when, uh, for example, I meet a new people, it's really 
uh, it's hard for me to express myself because it's like uh, some kind of shell, I don't know, uh, something that keeps me from doing it. I understand. So a shell that keeps you from doing it with new people. But when you're speaking with family or friends, you are a lot more open and expressive, correct? Yes, that's because I know these people and I know their reaction to my emotions. And when I meet new people, I don't know how, how they will react. So this is why I think I'm, I just don't really express myself. Yes, you don't know how they react. And are you sensitive that if people react not well to your emotions, you will overthink and feel a little bit of pain or not? At first, I think I would be sad in a way, but then I just think that, come on, it's just a, a person in your life. It doesn't matter if she doesn't like you or just uh, doesn't have the impression you didn't make the impression you wanted to make but uh, i have uh, like my friends that understand me and uh, i should uh, like pay more attention to them and to what they think about me not like even think about me just how they feel me thank you so if someone doesn't react well you feel at first a little bit sad, but you remind yourself that they don't know you and that you have people in your life who know you and understand your emotions. And so you feel better. Did I understand correctly? Yes, not uh, even sad when people don't uh, feel me, but uh, it's something that I think it's not that important. Like uh, we shouldn't concentrate on what people think about us too much because it's just their opinion and in fact we know ourselves better yes we know ourselves better mm -hmm. and i would like to ask you because multiple of the girls that were on my podcast they said they have this thing where that even if they're in a good mood their face is very serious and especially when they travel abroad or even sometimes in Ukraine, people will say, why is she so angry? But the girl can be happy and in good mood. It's just the poker face that they have. Do you have such a situation? No, I think that if I'm happy, if I'm in a good mood, I would show it somehow because uh, my body is expressive. And uh, I think I will always... Uh, have a smile on my face great so are you often in a good mood yeah i think that yes because uh, i have uh, i see no point in being a in a bad mood i like it and is this a realization you had at some point maybe some years ago or at a moment where you are too sad and then you thought well i'm just hurting myself that there is no benefit from this and you chose to be in a better mood or is this something that you've always had and you were this girl that is often 
doesn't see the value in negativity and you wish to be in a good mood? Uh, so, in fact, I think that uh, there are times when we need to <laughs> like suffer, not really suffer, but we just uh, feel this need uh, in like in expressing our negative emotions, uh, not uh, to other people, but maybe just to ourselves. Uh, and uh, when this time is over, uh, it's better to get uh, to this uh, state when you are uh, in a good mood because positivity, it uh, makes life better, <laughs> obviously. Yes, positivity does make life better. So if I understood you correctly, yes, life is a journey. It's like sometimes you have to overthink, but not all ways sometimes you can have a bad mood and you need to suffer like you said but not forever but the baseline or the common frequent thing should be the good mood did i understand correctly but it's about not being stuck in anyone because then you don't experience all the facets of life correct yes great and about books do you have some favorite author or book that resonates with you or even poetry or any other kind of written word? I don't I don't know. In fact, I know that I really like the book Alchemist, uh, if I know the name correct. Paulo Coelho. Yes, yes. It's the great book. Really, it impressed me so much. <laughs> I don't know. I when I read it, it was amazing feeling. Just <laughs> I was really impressed. Okay, two things. Are you often impressed? Like what kind of things impress you and give you that feeling of feeling impressed? And second, is there an idea from the alchemist, which is from Paulo Coelho, who is Brazilian, or alchemista? <laughs> That's the original title. And is there an idea from there that really impressed you more than many others? Uh, so the idea is that, uh, if I remember it correctly, the idea is that uh, the life is a choice. And uh, every day uh, we make this choice to like create our life and uh, our life is actually in our hands, uh, so we are creating it. Thank you. And that is actually what you said earlier about life being an experience rather than about meaning, that we can choose what we want to do, etc. It sounds exactly like what you said right now. And did you believe that before the book, but you found he explained it so nicely, or you had different thoughts. And after reading that book, you received this new idea and found a new way to live. I think that uh, this idea was improving somehow in me because uh, back then uh, I, I understood it, yeah, but um, not in a way that I do now. And every year, every, I don't know, every experience I have, uh, my um, maybe 
my mindset changes somehow, maybe a little bit, but I understand it now better than back then. Well, since you understand it better, maybe the new author, Zoryana from Ukraine, <laughs> will write her book about it. Try to explain it in your own words, in your own up-to-date current meaning of that idea. Maybe someone listening will be impacted and they will be impressed as well in a way that will change their mindset forever. Uh, so I don't know how to even explain it. Just uh, life is about choices and uh, we have to make these choices to improve our lives, to have uh, just a different experience. It, it's all about choices. Thank you. And to you, different experience, the highest quality experiences you like is communicating with people that you feel that connection with or new people you can't feel that connection with, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, uh, communicating is a great way to uh, know uh, the world better know how the world works because everyone has a different story and it is interesting to see how uh, someone's uh, views differ from your own thank you so do you view that there is no truth in life that there is no real truth when it comes to views but each person has their own perspective and it's interesting and that it's like Jordan Peterson who said once that each human has a piece of the puzzle to life that all others don't see and their role is to share it so that others will have a new perspective and therefore maybe you are a postmodern deconstructivist <laughs> that you don't believe there is reality or meaning or truth it's all things that our brain add to life and that it's all an illusion that's why why not choose a happy illusion that has a good meaning instead of choosing a negative illusion since it's all not true or how do you perceive it uh, so yeah i think that everyone has uh, his own truth and i don't know about illusions because uh, uh, life is not an illusion for me. It's just, yeah, we have to uh, create our lives uh, the way we want to see them. It can be, we can perceive them like uh, illusion or somehow we can perceive them uh, as we want. Just uh, the point is that uh, we have to work on it to just create them. Yes, and since deep thinking is important for you, what is your favorite thinking style or way? Is it just to go take a walk in nature and let your brain think? Or is it to take a journal and write your thoughts and elaborate on them? Or is it to call a friend who's a deep thinker and you both speak your thoughts and evolve them together? Or maybe it's a totally different way. But 
What is your typical and usual way to think deeply about things? In fact, I, I think I have lots of ways because uh, earlier, I think I would say earlier I used mostly the writing style because I'm. It's a good way to like uh, write your thoughts and just uh, then reread them to make some conclusions and to understand yourself better. And then uh, it's also good to talk to other people, to like your friend, because um, maybe uh, your friend can uh, say something new to you uh, to show something unusual, to like uh, give a fresh view on your problem. And also I... I like talking to myself. <laughs> also, it can uh, sound uh, a little bit weird, but it is good for me because, uh, like, just thinking it's it's uh, an ordinary process. I just think about everyday stuff, and when it comes to talking to myself, I really can uh, sit in my room and talk to myself on different topics, and it really helps me to understand myself better i don't know how it works but <laughs> it does yes it's wonderful i love it and there is a book called why therapy works and in it they speak about the mechanism that the human brain actually is created to heal and to evolve by talking to another brain and therefore your brain is so advanced that it's cloning itself and speaking to itself in order to understand and it's very normal i like it do you have any funny story about speaking to yourself where someone entered and it was like oh i thought you were someone was happening here or something funny happened like that or you're so in privacy and privately doing it that nobody ever caught you you know, in fact, uh, not that kind of funny stories, but I always, I always joke in my head and I can just uh, stand like in a room with different people and st start laughing and people may think that I'm a little bit weird, uh, but <laughs> I'm just laughing out of nowhere and I think that's a bit confusing for them, but it's funny for me. <laughs> I like that. And do many people think you're weird? I'm just curious about that. Uh, I don't think that many people think I'm weird, but uh, quite a few, yes. And so you tell yourself, as usual, that it's not important, as you already have people who understand you and like you. So it doesn't matter if a few people don't. Uh, in fact, I don't consider being weird a bad thing because being weird is interesting weird things are interesting i agree with you there is a seth Godin book about this but to me too actually when this will be published it won't be tomorrow but tomorrow i have this presentation on the telegram and i say in it that you know, the best way is to be 95% normal and 5% weird. <laughs> because if you're 100% normal, you're boring. If you're very weird, I'm just giving it as advice to professionals. To be very weird is amazing because you'll attract interesting people. And the people who are not interesting 
they will go away and then you don't waste time. But at least be 5% weird so that you're interesting to people. Therefore, you get attention and people will remember you because if you're 100% normal, you're boring and people will forget you and you will not have any success in life. But that is my advice that I will share tomorrow. Yeah, that's totally true. Thank you. And even more. Are you originally from Kiev or from another part? No, I am from Kiev. I've lived here uh, my whole life. And what are your thoughts about the city and life that you had in Kiev? And how did the pandemic change your life? Or you don't care as an introvert? It was like, yay, happy. Uh, no, in fact, uh, I really like walking in Kiev and it's really a great city. I really like it, uh, especially the city center. Uh, there are just lots of uh, different places to go to see. Uh, the city is really amazing for me and I really like I really like it because first of all uh, it's the city that I know by heart, I think. Not uh, every district, I would say, but of course I I like to explore new uh, places and uh, since the pandemic started I think that uh, it uh, changed in a way that uh, the city got like less alive I would say because uh, many things uh, many places or just uh, really many things are not working now and uh, it's really sad and uh, before that there were many activities and it was really interesting uh, to like visit all the places and to take part in different uh, i don't know in different activities and now it's less alive and it's uh, sad for me i would really uh, love that um, I would really love uh, this city to get to the um, earlier state, if I can say so. Thank you. So, if I understood you correctly, previously Kiev was very alive. There were many activities, and now because of the pandemic, many places closed. Many activities are not happening, so it's less alive, and that energy of the city you love and know by heart isn't what it used to be. So you hope and look forward to the day when it will return to its previous luster. Did I understand correctly? Yes, totally. Thank you. And why French when it, from all the possible languages? What interested you the most in uh... French? In fact, I had to choose a language to learn because I I, I knew that I want to be a philologist and I didn't want to uh, choose the Engl English language, like the first language, because I've already knew it at some level and I thought that it would be great opportunity for me to learn a new language. And so when I had to choose, I just decided that it has to be a language that is spoken in many countries around the world. And it is a great opportunity to meet new people uh, all around the world and just uh, 
find out something new, some new facts about uh, a whole different culture. And uh, yeah, this is why French. Yes. So you're not just studying, like some guests I said, a big problem in Ukraine is that people are just studying to get a diploma without it being connected to what they want at all, just to have a, a diploma. And I remember a guest that was funny. He is studying law at Taras Shevchenko, and he, they called the plumber in his house to fix the house. And he, they were speaking with the plumber, and the, the plumber asked, well, what are you guys studying? They said, oh, we are law students at Taras Shevchenko University. And he said, yeah, I graduated the same. So <laughs> it's, uh, he's a plumber with a diploma of law from the Taras Shevchenko University. And uh, this student said he's not even going to become a lawyer, but to study law at Taras Shevchenko is a very good networking opportunity. <laughs> so he's studying it just to network for the future lawyers in Ukraine. So that's uh, what happened for them. But to you, it seems French is more about your own wishes, your own desires to communicate with people from all over the world with a different background and from multiple countries. Yes, I decided that I want to do something that I love and I totally love learning languages. And uh, I've already knew that I would... Uh, be a philologist even like uh, some years before my graduation so it was my <laughs> goal let's say so and uh, yeah i just uh, decided that i want to do what i love and not the thing that uh, everything thing everyone thinks uh, it's right to do yes and so you decided to do what you wished. You already knew years before graduating high school, you'll be a philologist and you didn't want to follow the mainstream. Do you enjoy, since you mentioned being weird is interesting as, and good, do you enjoy not doing what the mainstream society says should be done? I don't know how to comment on it because I don't really... Uh, follow the mainstream in like uh, an ordinary way i just i do the things i love if it uh, if it is if it is the same thing that mainstream does that's okay i say and if it's not it's just i don't care i will do it if i want it thank you so you're not counterculture you are your own culture correct <laughs> some kind of <laughs> Yes, it's really cool. And well, do you have a piece of advice that for people who don't feel independent, they feel pressure and expectation from others in order to find their own way to not care too much about what others think and to follow their heart? Because sadly, there is this saying that the wealthiest place on earth is the cemetery because it's rich with potential songs and art and ideas and businesses and creative initiatives that died with the people who never made them happen because they were unhappy about it. And I personally don't 
have this strategy I call the no regret strategy, because I remember I read about the regrets of people on their deathbed. And nobody regrets thinking, oh, I should have worked harder or I should have followed society more. Everyone says I should have had more courage to live my life on my terms in a way that makes me happy. So I decided to do that. And whether that's too, sometimes that is weird, sometimes that is not, but I don't care. It's about the feeling and the happiness rather than the uh, calling it something or not. Do you have such an advice or comment or something that can encourage people who need a bit of encouragement in order to follow their own way and their own hearts? Uh, so in fact, I think that uh, there will be people uh, who gives us some advice or uh, I don't know, but uh, the main person, uh, the first person who needs you is you and uh, you are creating your own story, your own life and uh, not the other people creating you. So you should listen to your heart and to do what you want and not what other want from you. Uh, this is the main point. Thank you. It reminds me of Marcus Aurelius and his meditations book, or it was his personal journal. In one of the pages, he wrote about the Senate, how he was saying a lot of people were criticizing him there. But he said, I noticed that people who are criticizing me, they criticize themselves in their brain and they're unhappy. So why should I expect people who cannot love themselves to love me? And I thought, wow, that's actually so true, because when someone is happy and they love themselves, they almost have no time to criticize others because they're too busy living life in their way. While people who are unhappy, they need to distract themselves by speaking about the business of other people. And therefore, if they do, it's just a big sign. They're not happy people. And if they're not happy, they're not the way the people who can give you advice on happiness. So they're not a good authority. Yes, that's totally true. I've had so much, so many examples for this situation in my life. And I like that. Okay. How did you develop your uh, mental strength or fortitude, etc. Because at the same time, you're a sensitive person, but at the same time, you can be strong enough against people who might attack you or because you've been weird, or is it you've been so weird for so long that now you develop the skills and you're the expert black belt in uh, being strong against criticism of weirdness? Uh, well, of course, I can get insulted when people say like different stuff about me that uh, I don't really like, but uh, it's just, uh, it's my life. I need to decide myself uh, how I want to spend it. And uh, if I will listen to all the stuff uh, people say about me, it just, I would be so busy. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think I have to concentrate more on what is important to me. Thank you. Well, to me, I think about it, I thought about it more logically. I even spoke about it that when I was 16 years old and I had it in the previous Telegram event, I looked around and I noticed everybody was unhappy. And then I thought, well, 
what is average? Another word for it is mediocre or mediocrity, <laughs> which means I thought if I do what everyone is doing, I get the same results as everyone, which is a life of unhappiness, of being in a prison, of a life they hate, of being around people they don't like. And I chose not to do that. I chose to live a life where you can have less people, for example, but they understand you. Or you don't need, I mean, like people think about, there is something, happiness compared to popularity. I'm not saying that you cannot be popular and happy, but often if you try to please everyone, if you succeed, well, the person who will be unhappy is you. So if there is a choice, I'm responsible for myself. And therefore, my happiness is my priority. And if people criticize it or whatever, they will not live my life with me. I think about it like the day I will die or I wake up in the morning, etc. They're not with me. Live in my life. I am with me and therefore I should be my best friend. I should take care of myself the most. And I am the person who only has one life and it's too precious. It's, it shouldn't be wasted at all because we can get everything more of anything, but not more of our life. And therefore we should enjoy it mostly. That's my belief. Yeah, that's a really great point of view. Thank you. And Zoriana, if people want to uh, follow you, maybe to speak with you or to check out whatever you're working on or some of your projects or Telegram channel, etc. Can you share about what they are and how people can discover more? And I will make sure to write in the description the links as well. Uh, so I think the Instagram uh, is a place where you can find me always is the Anairos. <laughs> Uh, with two underscores uh, at the beginning and, and the end. And also, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's the main uh, social media. Thank you. It was my honor, my privilege, and I had such a great time with you, Zoriana, and I wish you a brilliant night there, full of inspiration, full of experiences, full of thoughtful moments that really help you evolve and improve thank you so much it was an amazing experience to me it was it's a really great honor to me thank you for inviting me